Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Alfie, the Finance Next Gen podcast. My name is Duncan Roberts. Each podcast in this series features an exchange between two experts from the financial sector, one who has plenty of career experience behind them, and one who we might call a next-gen professional. For this episode, we will look at the industry-related challenges currently faced by the next-gen, including aspects of the regulatory landscape, sustainability, and technology. The question we want to answer is, how do they differ, if at all, from the challenges that the previous generation of fund industry professionals had to overcome? Today, I am joined by Craig Blair, country head of Franklin Templeton, and Ahor Bothsama, Associate Corporate Counsel, also at Franklin Templeton. Craig, Ahor, welcome. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you. Uh, let's kick off this episode with a brief introduction. Uh, Ahor, how would you describe your career path in a tweet? So I started my studies in Paris and in the U.S. at UCLA, and then I went on to intern at several law firms in the U.S., in Paris and in Luxembourg, in different departments, in litigation, corporate, banking, and investment funds. My internships brought me to Luxembourg, and that's when I discovered the world of investment funds. In Luxembourg, I started out in the funds team of a magic circle law firm and at a, at a big U.S. law firm, and moved in-house a couple years ago at Franklin Templeton. Besides that, I'm involved in several alumni groups. I created the UCLA Law Alumni Group in Luxembourg, and I'm also involved in several female-driven professional associations, providing opportunities for networking, support, and mentorship to young professionals and students. Okay, so there's always a next gen for the next gen. Uh, Craig, how did you get where you are today? Thanks, Duncan. Um, I would say in a tweet, hashtag fortunate. Um, I... I'm Northern Irish. I studied law at university in England and then decided I wanted to become an accountant. So I trained with a, a large global uh, uh, car company. Um, and in 2004, when I qualified, I decided I wanted to move abroad. So Franklin Templeton came up as an opportunity in Luxembourg. And I started as a senior financial reporting accountant. And I've grown throughout the firm, having lots of different global experiences, I would say. Um, but in 2017, became country head. And um, for the last four years, also being uh, lucky enough to be part of the Alfie board as well. Well, that's interesting. So do you recall the sort of challenges the fund industry and maybe you personally were facing when you first started out? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I was thinking about it <laughs> recently. Um, thinking back to 2004, it was late 2004 when it started. And, you know, that was the time, I think, when the industry was starting to think about how they could, you know, have cost efficiency. So there was a lot of focus on offshoring of jobs outside of Luxembourg. I think part of my role within Franklin Templeton at the time was actually I spent five weeks going to India to outsource and offshore financial reporting activities um, in 2007-2008. I think then also Usage 3 was coming in um, that led to a lot more complexity within the fund environment, adding derivatives and uh, instruments uh, that hadn't been permissible before. And then, you know, in 2008, uh, there was also the GFC, the global financial crisis, the collapse of global institutions such as Bear Stearns, Lehman Brothers. And I remember the huge panic in the market and how that impacted our industry and our company. The assets on our flagship CCAV product dropped significantly. Um, so it was much worse than I think what we've experienced in the recent weeks. But it was it was a time of uncertainty and change for sure. Oh, does does any of that resonate with you? What sort of challenges are you facing today? Absolutely. So when I started out, I think the common denominator for me was the complexity that you mentioned, Craig. 
Um, it was all about understanding the mechanics and the technicalities of the fund industry. Um, there was a lot of information to take in um, in terms of understanding legal knowledge, especially not having any prior familiarity with investment funds. Um, and that's also why mentorship is so imp important to me. Um, I think it's important to have someone to ask questions, um, technical questions or otherwise. It is invaluable, and I was extremely lucky to have met several mentors in my life who have helped me, and I'm happy to continue and pass it on to others if I can. Um, I think right now the main challenges for me is keeping pace with ever-changing regulations and the pace of publication. We are regularly on the receiving end of changes of law or of new guidance, and we need to understand and help assimilate those into the business. Um, part of that change is maybe ESG, which you know people are saying ESG is the new black, even though there's been growing skepticism regarding ESG, particularly in the US. But uh, whichever way you look at it, ESG is not going away. Um, or do you feel that is something that the next gen is taking more seriously, perhaps, than the previous generation did? Um, from a more general perspective, I feel that sustainability and the impact that we have on the planet is an evergreen topic, if I may say so. Um, it's definitely been around for a while, even before it became trendy. Um, it is probably gaining more and more traction these days. And when talking to peers from my generation, I do see that we very much care about that topic. Um, I think it's always been a very important topic and it's gaining more and more weight, um, especially in the investment management industry. There's a real movement in that space now. Uh, could be because of an appetite from consumers or investors or regulatory obligations. Um, so I don't think it's a topic that will pass in the next few years and I'm hoping it will generate positive change. Okay. Um, Craig, how were these topics being addressed when you first started out? I mean, I think Aurora touched on it. I think, you know, to get mainstream, it has to have started before. So, you know, the seeds were there. Um, I think the G of ESG was, was probably focused on most um, good corporate governance practices. They, they've been developing for decades. It didn't just start in the generation uh, that I started in the industry. But it's it's evolved and it's the evolution of that that's important. I think the E and the S, um, they were probably in people's minds, but not to the forefront, not formalized, certainly, as much as they are today. And I think it's a welcome evolution that we have to make sure that all people are focusing on those E and S characteristics, because we have to create a world that's that's going to sustain and be, be there for the future and for the generations that will follow. So I think it's the formalization of it, I think, that's happened today. Right, yeah. Um, you've mentioned the 2008 financial crisis, um, which sort of triggered a whole wave of new regulations, for instance, to prevent systemic risk or, or uh, better supervise the finance sector. Um, what's your take on the funds-related regulatory framework compared to 20 years ago? Yeah, I mean, there was regulation 20 years ago, but it's not comparable to today. Um, I think after the GFC, the volume, the frequency, the rate of change, and ultimately, you know, as a, as a business leader, the costs to end investors of regulatory compliance have increased. I'm not sure that it's completely a good thing, but I do understand the reasons why it had to happen. Um, has it made things better? I think on the whole, absolutely, it's made things better. But the journey the industry has taken to get there has not always been the smooth one. You can think of certain regulations that have gone through challenge and reiteration that could have been much more efficient in how they were, um, you know, written and then implemented um, have they been effective in achieving achieving their intended outcomes I think you know still we we have to question that we we also see across Europe 
You know, for a common market, we see different interpretations and standards of enforcement, which causes complexity and ultimately causes cost. Um, I do wonder, generally, whether because of the focus on the amount of change in regulation, whether the industry we're in is as appealing for the next generation compared to when I first started. If you think about industries like fintech or digital, um, then you you sense that that's where the the energy is, the innovation is. And I think that's what the financial sector has to now harness. How do we make sure we can harness that digital um, technology um, environment for our products to be able to make the expense to investors less and make um, you know produce return and value for investors? So either that innovation, digital and technology, um, I think also product innovation. So the LTIF2 developments recently for allowing retail investors into alternatives is welcomed for part of their portfolio. Um, but I also think this focus on a pan-European pension solution is absolutely uh, required as well. We're still not there on being able to make that happen, but we need to have something that is an investment product that's a solution for people for their retirement. Okay. Ojala, do you think financial regulations are becoming more and more of a burden for the for this coming generation of professionals? I think that's an interesting question, and that's another one that's been around for a while, having studied this in, in law school and having researched that topic. Um, I think there is undeniably more and more regulation, and that's making the environment trickier and more complex to navigate, especially for the younger generation, having to incorporate all of that content at once. The requirements are multiplied and getting more sophisticated as we go, so that does create a burden. Um, I think it's also a very tough topic to discuss, uh, going back to Craig's points. Um, there's diversion considerations to take into account. So on the first hand, creating the right rules to manage systemic risk. And on the second, um, considering how the rules are applied, avoiding overcomplication, gray areas, and clarity, everything like that. So it is essential to consider how these regulations will apply and create constraints for a market participant and how they will function and how they will evolve. Um, and it also is equally important to protect the markets and systems. So I think the solution is to maintain a dialogue between the players, lawmakers and regulators, which I think is what we're currently doing on this podcast. So it's great. Okay, sounds positive. Um, if we can turn to another topic that is currently occupying many minds, Ahoa, how concerned are you that artificial intelligence technolo technology could impact your work? For me, AI could be a great help. I actually view it positively, uh, just like I did previous advancements such, such as automation. Um, automation, for example, has become, become such a great tool and a game, gain of time and energy, and I think one that is still underused. Um, so in the same vein, I see AI as a shift in the way we do things and as a tool. Um, I think it could be very valuable to help with all kinds of tasks as a ba baseline step, as an assistant. Um, I see many practical applications for AI. One of them, for example, could be drafting. It's usually easier to review a piece of work than to create it from scratch for us lawyers. Um, AI could prepare first drafters of certain documents or help with certain time-consuming tasks, um, such as duplication, document management, or tracking. So bottom line, I think it could be very helpful, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it will develop. Craig, do you think AI is sort of redefining what investors expect from an asset manager or how they interact with, with your team? I think you have to define investor there. I think for, for the, the man on the street or the woman on the street, I think it doesn't really impact their thought process. I think what they want is their life objectives to be met through investing in good investment products that make good return. And that's ultimately what we're here to do, to make people's dreams come true in terms of 
their investment. Will AI transform the way we work and interact? Absolutely. We're on the cusp of the next revolution. I think Aurora's sort of demonstrated several areas where that could happen. But if you look at the potential of applications like ChatGPT to revolutionize the work, then there's huge potential there. Um, however, it comes with a word of caution. We need to ensure that the appropriate checks and balances control environments are in place before we mass adopt such technologies. So the regulators are absolutely right that they have to consider it and, and not just allow firms to adopt it wholeheartedly. They need to take the time to understand how the control environment and the regulatory environment will work with, with such technologies. Um, on interactions, then yes, there will be new ways of engaging with clients and investors. Well, thank you very much. We always end this podcast with the same question as Alfie celebrates his 31st anniversary in 2023. Um, Craig, what would you like to be doing 35 years from now? Or what challenges do you think the funds industry will be facing? So I'm just thankful you have confidence in my life expectancy. So thank, thank you. Um, I, I really hope that I will be enjoying retirement with my family and remaining healthy and safe. I think, um, you know, family comes first. I think we need to all, you know, consider what we do day to day and the, the toil it has. But ultimately, we're working to make our lives better and, and hopefully... You know, we can enjoy those benefits. I will be listening to Aurora, probably delivering the next podcast on Alfie at 70, um, talking about the impact she had on her generation and making sustainable investment a success. Well, that sounds good. Aho, can you imagine that future for us? Wow, 35 years is a long time. Um, I do not know where life will lead me, let alone 35 years from now. Uh, what I can say is I hope to be doing something I love and to be happy. Um, from an industry perspective, um, I think it's hard to predict, but I hope the industry has a bright future, and I'm sure of it. Um, my wish for the industry is that important topics such as the human factor, sustainability, and social impact will continue to be important topics to drive positive change. Okay, great. Well, that wraps up things for this episode. Uh, Ahol, Craig, thank you very much for your time and your invaluable observations. Thank you.